each one of us becomes like a Wi-Fi router for that feeling, for that equanimity, for that wholeness, for that resonance. That's where all the power is in the world. That's where all the energy is. And we are that powerful that we can create it, we can elicit it. And the more we're in that, the more everything in our life starts to find its way to that. And we influence other people the most from our energetic resonance. And that becomes the driver of our relationships, of our business, of our life. And that starts to create seismic, cosmic shifts. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller Podcast. First of all, I want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. I love the quiet in the air. I love that there's this feeling of collective pause and gratitude. How I wish we could sustain that and keep that perspective every day. I've been doing a really simple thing in the morning and adding it to my meditation practice and Here's what it is. I basically ask myself, how do I want to feel today? Do I want to feel ease? Do I want to feel gratitude? Do I want to feel peace? And I sort of mentally rehearse how would it feel to feel that today? And it's amazing how that specific, very short, very clear idea of selecting the feeling I want to feel actually carries through the rest of the day. And so today on Thanksgiving, how do I want to feel? I want to feel very present and really grateful all day of every little thing and every big thing that I'm so fortunate to experience in my life. And then I sort of picture myself throughout this day just dropping into that space where instead of my thoughts running on some unconscious sort of ride, I'm here, I'm awake, and I'm grounded in being present to all the gifts that are here, always hidden in plain sight. So that's what I wish for all of us today and every day. And also, I just want to remind you that the most powerful person in the room is always the most loving person. And so whether you're at a Thanksgiving dinner or you're anywhere, you know, it's just important to remember that you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to be what everyone needs you to be. When you are authentic and loving, it is the most powerful gift you give to others. It creates a possibility for real intimacy and for people to actually drop whatever persona they're holding on to so that they can really belong to each other because they're really showing up as themselves. So we work harder than we need to work is all I'm saying. On today's episode, I'm going to share a little clip from our community calls. You know, every single week we meet as part of the quilts. We have this amazing membership where we meditate together. I do coaching in there. There's a really powerful sisterhood 
It's really where we all get together around the campfire every single week. And we do this work on manifesting and becoming masters at creating and manifesting the lives that really are meant for us. So if you want to join it, you can actually join it now for 25% off. And there's also this amazing bundle, which is only $8. And uh, it's basically four hours of these two incredible workshops that will really help you to ignite this feeling of abundance in your life in every way, in all the things, with money, with love, with well-being. So if you go to kathyheller.com slash miracle, you can grab that $8 bundle and then you'll see there's a way for you to join the quilt for 25% off. So you can go check that out. We'd love to have you with us in the quilt. So today's episode, you're going to hear a piece of one of our calls. We're going to do a meditation and then I'm going to talk to some women about their experience of what it's like to go through that meditation practice. And I think that this will be really helpful because it's an honest conversation. And there's just so much truth, you know, for all of us in really building this practice of what does it mean to connect to the part of me that's actually my essence versus being in some snow globe of predictable, you know, thoughts that just keep me apart from who I really am. We're all trying to reach this place of equanimity and ease. And every day, there's some resistance that we meet from this like old habitual pattern. So we talk about some of this to try to uncover what it feels like to find your way back to your alignment. I think it's an important discussion and I hope that this resonates with you. Take a listen. We're going to spend a few minutes doing meditation together and then we can dive back into some of what you are wanting to allow in your life. So I'm just going to invite you to close your eyes and this time is for you right now to meditate, to feel that feeling of connection to your center, to your truth. And just take a few deep breaths. This is your time to arrive at your own door. This is your moment to remind yourself that in this moment, there's nowhere else you need to be. There's nothing else you need to do. This is the moment for you to have your own attention back, to arrive where you are in this moment and be more awake. And so we start to notice, we notice our sit bones. We let the weight of the earth hold our weight. We notice our breath, our inhale and exhale, breathing in, breathing out. We notice our nervous system starting to get the signal that it's okay to relax. And we're telling our body that it is safe in this moment to be in this moment and not hypervigilant and not worried about the future or the past but just to be here. And we become connected to the part of us that is our true north, the part of us that is our essence, our essential truth, our real self. And just like that, there it is, this depth, this connection. And in this place, we become a witness to the mind. We no longer are in the blizzard of the mind, we are witnessing it. 
And if the mind wanders without any judgment, we just notice it and let it be. And we keep returning our attention to this part of us that is energy, that is connected to all that is. We can feel this great expansive feeling. We start to perceive further and we feel connected to the field of energy that we are a part of that is all around us, this infinite energy. And we start to wake up the receivers within us. There are points where we feel this electric charge, this current. We can feel it around our heart space, opening. When we open our heart in this way, we go beyond space and time. There's no time and space. Just this energy that is endless, the current. There's an equanimity. There's a love. It's a vibration of wholeness. We open up that energy. We start to open up our whole being. We feel connected to the stars, connected to the planets as they move, connected to every blade of grass. And as we sit in this place, we become curious and we ask for the wisdom of our deepest intuition to remember our future because we've already been there. To remember, to memorize this. This is who we came here to be. And as we align our mind and our hearts, we become this back. We are in the river, the river of synchronicity. We are tuned in. What do you start to perceive? What do you start to remember? What is available? This feeling, this lightness, this wholeness, connection, this feeling of divinity itself moving through you. And we ask this part of us, this deep intuition for clarity. What do we need to know? What do we need to be reflected of now? As you come into this alignment, you are imprinting coherence, wholeness, highest conscious frequency into the world, and it is coming back to you. We memorize this place so we can return again. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and tell me in the chat how it feels to stop. It was like a 10-minute meditation. How does it feel? You give yourself that time. Just 10 minutes. 10 minutes. It is so good for you in every way. Biologically, you just gave yourself an infusion of health. You allowed your nervous system to calm itself so that your cells can regenerate themselves. And you had moments where you can calm down the cortisol 
and instead receive this level of life and wholeness. So this is the practice of being here, of being who we came here to be. And we continue to then create this oneness, this coherent oneness. Each one of us becomes like a Wi-Fi router for that feeling, for that equanimity, for that wholeness, for that resonance. That's where all the power is in the world. That's where all the energy is. And we are that powerful that we can create it, we can elicit it, we can, and we can something called entrainment. And the more we're in that, the more everything in our life starts to find its way to that. And we influence other people the most from our energetic resonance. And that becomes the driver of our relationships, of our business, of our life. And that starts to create seismic, cosmic shifts. So I think it would be interesting to talk about how that goes for you when you do that, how that went today, what you struggle with, and what starts to feel really good. And we want to understand it. Really, really start to open up more awareness. So we stop being unconscious and we get really conscious about what's happening there. Where are you in relationship to you? And how can we keep finding your way back to that? Because that is your instrument of creating. That is how you will create, design, and manifest. But more importantly, that's how you will plug into peace, plug into well-being, plug into connection, which is really and truly what you want. And you don't want to keep holding yourself apart from it. So I will put some of you up and we can just see if we can answer that question of, How does that go for you, this practice? What do you notice about coming back to that part of yourself? And what do you want help with? And where do you feel like you kind of get these edges of breakthrough? And we'll see if we can understand it more so that that practice starts to become really helpful. And it's the beginning. It's the beginning of manifesting. It's creating the antenna, right? It's the beginning of listening to the music is turning on the radio. Like you are that radio receiver. So let's put some of you in these seats and we can just kind of see where we go from here. Cindy, why don't you start and just share like a little bit about what you learn when you walk toward yourself in that way. What do you, what do you notice? What do you learn? Hi, Kathy. I really appreciated doing today's meditation, I think you guided us in a way today where I feel like I'm a fear monger. And you talked about the nervous system. And for me, that really just allowed me to relax. I always use this expression that I'm trying to learn how I like my eggs because I'm high anxiety, just move fast, blah. And I'm appreciating that having a daily practice helps me listen to myself. And I think I still have a hard time allotting the time because maybe the dark side of me always feels like, mm, shoot, I've got like 50 things to do. 
I have dogs that have both of them have yeast infections, like all kinds of things going on. And so I bypass and I just, I don't dedicate the time because maybe I don't trust that it's real. So I, I feel like I'm spiritually surfing all the time with like a bit of, is this real? Can I really give up what I know to be true when I jam stuff through and make it happen? And I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. So today felt like just a touch of, oh, this feels good. <laughs> I feel relaxed on my, I relaxed on my floor and I put my hand over my heart and it, it felt really good. And I really want to invite clarity into my life. I'm struggling with yeah. where to go next. I mean, it's such a, a gift that you express it because everyone I know for the most part is in that place. And so it's really important to give it words. And isn't it interesting how our mind tries to convince us that it's not necessarily real or mm-hmm. it could be then a waste of time when you actually start to feel present and peaceful, you realize how much more real that is. Yes. Than this kind of frenetic energy. And what we do is we keep giving all of our power away to the way that the mind gets taken over by this um, compulsion of just the reactivity. There's no power in there. There's no grounded connection there. There's no intuition there. There's no answers in here at all. All the answers, they say, actually come from here. We access answers here and here, right? There's a gut feeling that's real. There's a brain in the gut yeah. and there's a there's a way that the gut talks to the brain. And then there's a the way that this is wired in. This part of the mind actually has no answers. It's fascinating. I know. The more we understand the biology and how it works mm-hmm. and where all the answers are, we have to go deep down in to pull it out. We have to go deep in to pull out the answer. And then from that place, we move. But you're not alone in that struggle. I'm in that struggle. John Kabat-Zinn is in that struggle. We're all in that struggle to different degrees where the mind is busy trying to unseat you every single second. And then we have habits that uh, condition the mind even more. Like this thing. (laughs) (laughs) which is a constant assault on your nervous system. And what happens? Nicotine doesn't even come close to how addictive cortisol is. When you start giving an animal cortisol, you can't even get it off of it. It can't even handle the withdrawal of cortisol. Nicotine is hard enough. Stress hormone, more addictive. I, I love this conversation because I think I do waffle a ton and I have a, I guess, a distrust for the time right. I have to put into it. And I struggle to surrender. Just I have some religious issues. And when you walked us through that, it anchors in. And I guess it is the biology hearing you talk about it. It That is where the truth is for me. Like I felt myself really yes. relaxing into that. So thank you. Yes. And I love that you share it. And that's why these conversations are so important because we want our life back and we want our health back. And we would like to live to 
the hundreds, like the blue zone folks, but happily the way they live. And so this is the work is Mm -hmm. getting off of cortisol. Now, why are people so addicted to the cortisol? Because there is a false sense of control when we don't feel good. The work that we have had shows us that the research is the more open, the higher elevation, even though we wind up feeling the more we do it, we feel so much more powerful in that. The illusion is that there's a lack of control. There's a vulnerability to a loving, centered vibration. So in order for the brain to feel, when the brain is not attended and we don't work from here, we work from here, this part of your brain says, cortisol is worth it because I'll be in control. As if anyone who's reactive is ever in control of the room. They lose every time. I mean, I I feel like what a, I don't want to say disappointment, but like 10 minutes, you know, and how I'll forego that for the frenetic 100 things that I have on my list to do. You and all of us and you being as loving as you are, you're just, you're standing for all of us in sharing that. So thank you for that. Let's keep going. Lassa, tell us what your experience was like today. Yeah, I just had this feeling that I'm always like seeking for the fix. Like, oh, maybe this next thing is going to be the cure. I'm going to learn the like cure for it. But I just had this moment of like, no, it's just in me. I do like, I do not need anything else. I just need to start utilizing all the stuff I've learned. And I just need to like dig into myself, which also I don't know how to do. But anyways, that's sort of where my mind went. I mean, I have this beautiful life all around me and I barely even take half a second to enjoy it and just see how lucky I am because I'm searching, searching. And that's, again, so generous because we can all relate to that. We would all be lying if we didn't say that we're trapped in that place most of the time. I mean, this is why the Indigo Girls say, you know, the hardest to learn is the least complicated. Right. That's one of my favorite of their songs, at least complicated. But this is why something as simple as finding your way to the answer that is already there within you. I'm sure you've heard me say this before. Uh, when I met Gary Zukov the first time, he told me the story that I believe is from a indigenous Native American tribe, but it's the kind of story that I feel like people have adopted into their books and things like that. And so it's the message is very reminiscent of a lot of messages, but it's so beautiful. And the story he told me is that when God was going to give over wisdom and truth, this this treasure called wisdom, truth, clarity, this gift of deep knowing that what is, right? That so one of his friends who's Native American told him this this parable that there was this idea to hide it, to hide it so that you have to seek it out. And so the bear said, give it to me because I will hide it deep in the mountains where no one can find it. And they'll really have to search for it. They'll have to want it. They'll have to want to find it. And then the answer was, well, eventually they'll they'll find it there. And then the eagle said, well, give it to me because I'll take it as high as I can possibly go and they won't find it there. 
And the answer was eventually they're smart enough, they'll find it. And so then the mole, I guess that doesn't have sight, right? Said, uh, hide it inside of them because it's the last place they'll ever look. Wow. That's cool. So that's really, that's really present, isn't it? That all of the time, there is nothing outside of us that has it for us that is holding it, withholding it, right? It's about going deep because again, if everything is oneness, if everything's connected, then the way into that looking glass is into the part of you that's connected already. It's inextricably connected. You know, a bee, if you look at a bumblebee under a microscope, its eye looks like honeycomb. So that which it seeks, it is. It's like everything is literally a hologram of everything else. Everything's a micro. It's like unbelievable. And so it's like we need to create a way in. We need to keep memorizing. And here's the good news, you guys. You can do it. If meditation wasn't possible, people wouldn't talk about it. If the mind didn't have this incredible neuroplasticity, why would we talk about this? But it does. It totally does. We have the capacity to set out an intention, just like you'd set out to build a website or you'd set out to go through a fertility journey. Easier than that. If you set an intention to find a way into that wisdom, to deeply root yourself, you can achieve that. That is achievable. We have the evidence to suggest that we can do that. It's here. The biggest barrier to it is the mind's insistence, the lie that there's no reason to do it anyway because it doesn't exist and there's nothing there and everything's separate and everything's exhausting. And that's the actually the biggest barrier. Once we just decide, we set our intention that we're going to keep practicing, keep working on this so that we find and memorize our way into that part of us that's like our truth, right? You can all hear it when I ask you in a meditation, once I get you to that place and I say, and now we, we have this inquiry, what do we need to know? Boom. Did you not hear it? And imagine if you really built a path to that place. And imagine if you identified with that place. And imagine if as you go through the world, you identify from that part of you and you allow that part of you to fill your whole energetic sphere. How powerful do you become? How much in alignment? And when you find that alignment to yourself, you will literally see things start to work out for you. Why? Because everything in nature, everything that is pure is aligned. So when we find alignment, that's why the synchronicity starts happening. It's like, oh, you showed up. You're in alignment. You're coming from your real sense of strength. You're awake. There's peace in you. There's a sense of clarity in you. And now all of a sudden, all this alignment that was already always there, you start to see it. But it was always there, right? You just weren't able to have the same connection with it because when we're up in here and we're, we're, we're cut off from, from this, we don't know how to feel it. It's amazing. People start meditating or doing yoga. And then they say to me things like, cause yoga really is just the yoga is mostly meditation. There's one part of yoga that's physical. Yoga is actually about the yoking of the physical and the non-physical, right? But 
what there's, and there's obviously a million different ways into meditation. It doesn't have to be from that tradition. But when I start to talk to people who start to open up and connect to this part of themselves, all of a sudden they literally tell me, Oh my gosh, I can't believe the things I wanted a month ago. I don't want any of those things. They stop wanting those things. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I don't want that job. I don't want that house. I don't want to live in over there. I don't want to date that guy. It's like all of a sudden there's this clarity of alignment. Instead, I want to do this. Instead, it's like, oh, so the confusion was we were just disconnected from our truth. We were so married to all these ideas that were really keeping us in this frenetic place where we couldn't move because we were stuck outside, looking outside of ourselves. So that, that thing that you're looking for that you were talking about, like, ah, oh, there's, it's you. You're looking for your way back to the divine, back to your connection with like your essence, the part of you that has wisdom, the part of you that has this like feeling of equanimity and real, real peace and clarity. And it has an answer. And our job every day really is to try to connect with that. And know where is it pointing you toward alignment and just keep moving toward it. And then you get led because alignment is already happening. So once you're on that path, it's amazing how it starts to just move you there. And then you feel so satisfied. You just feel so satisfied. So I love that we're having this conversation and I love that we're practicing it. And better and better we we get at finding this, we just get there faster. We can get there faster and faster and you start feeling it in a much more vibrant way. Danielle, would you like to share? How did it go for you today? Hi. Yes, I would love to share. This is my second call and my first time talking to you. So I'm very excited (laughs) to be here. And I'm really happy that you asked this question because I had some realizations as you asked it which is just how incredibly difficult it's been for me lately to meditate. And I have been meditating since I was young and typically have a pretty easy time dropping in and hearing what I need to hear, connecting to my visions and like really like having such a clear vision of my creative sort of what I'm meant to be doing with my life. And I think that it's been so hard for me lately because my life has led me in the direction the last few years that's so incredibly painfully far away from what I know is my purpose and what I know has been my vision for so long. And I was, I was really on that path and gaining strides and making momentum and always checking in and doing what I felt I was led to do. And it led me into incredible hardship and just leveled out my life completely. Like, I just, I went through this phase of like everything personally, professionally, everything got annihilated and back down to ground level. And since then, that was about three years ago, I've been building up. So I think that we're trying to build back up and I have like these part-time jobs that are kind of soul sucking, but my main real job has just been rebuilding my nervous system. And when I drop in to my meditations, I get reminded of what I'm really meant to do and what my purpose is. And it's, just it's like a dagger because I'm not doing that and I'm like constantly you know okay well guide me where where am I supposed to go how do I do this and I just feel really really stuck so actually 
what got me to sign up to this call was I had a meditation of, uh, like two weeks ago. And I finally was able to drop in and connect and didn't get super restless and run away. And it reminded me, it was like, you're meant to be doing your brand again. Why aren't you doing your brand? And I signed up for this. I was like, I need help because I've taken one too many punches. I've taken so many punches. I can't do it alone anymore. And I don't believe in it anymore. Don't have faith anymore. And I was really going down this path of like, okay, I just need to get a job because right now my expenses are larger than what I'm getting paid. So I just need to go get a job, work for somebody, make some money so I can feel secure. And then I drop in and it's like, nope, you're, you need to do your thing. And I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to do that now? So anyway, today when I dropped in, it was very hard again. But the one thing that I did hear was no one can take you away from yourself. And yeah, I, I think that's what I want to say. And I just really like, you know, like I am a spiritual person, so I love your perspective and the way that you come at all of this because, you know, I, I want to have my company and do all my creative things that were going so well before I had to, you know, before COVID hit and I had to get divorced and I had to move and all these circumstantial things happened. But really, I just want to feel like I'm in my purpose and I want to be comfortable and be able to take good care of my daughter and live with financial freedom and feel like I'm giving back to the world in some positive way. So bottom line is, I'm not sure why I'm feeling these very strong directions, but not feeling successful in how I'm manifesting because I'm actually usually a pretty magical manifester. And the last few years, I just feel like brick wall blocked. First of all, I really appreciate so much the honesty of these conversations. I think that we're all so thirsty for honesty, you know, all day long on the phone, scrolling. There's very little of that. And I think it's life-giving when people can feel that what they experience, they're not alone in that experience. And since you said, and I appreciate those beautiful words, that you like my sort of take on things. So, uh, you know, Everybody has a different perception, right? My take on things is that the wisdom that I understand to my greatest understanding, we come to this world for a soul curriculum and we volunteered for it. We actually saw the whole thing before we came and agreed to do it. The soul sees it and signs the mission. And often when we go through the things we go through, we don't understand that there is a way in which all of it is the curriculum and the process. A friend of mine yesterday, we were meditating together, which by the way, I recommend to just make that appointment to meditate with somebody or to say that you're each going to listen to this particular meditation that's in our portal or that you find online and you'll listen to it together and then you text each other when you finish listening to it. Um, and that way you have that collective consciousness, whether you're in the same room or not, you are literally local to each other energetically, right? And you can feel into each other's energy and then you can have that feeling of support. But I was meditating with a friend and I said to her, how did you become so connected to this path? You know, now she's into Vedic astrology, which I know nothing about. And she's into all these things, which I don't know much about. And she's really into it. And I, I, I appreciate it. I think it's really fun to listen to. And she said that she had gone to Stanford Law School and there was a moment in her life where she was living in this apartment in San Francisco and there was a fire in the apartment, which was very challenging and very disruptive to the plan. 
And so she and her roommate had to figure out what they were going to do next. And she moved in with this group of people who lived not in the city, but somewhere else. And it just so happened. And the two roommates were very spiritual and were doing a lot of things that had to do with uh, Reiki and energy and whatever else. And she got connected and she wound up finishing the semester of Stanford Law School and never taking the bar, realizing she doesn't want to do that, that she was on a path to achieve her whole life. And who she really was, was this girl who just wanted to play and didn't need her father's approval, which she wasn't going to get anyway because he left when she was six. And she didn't need to live a miserable life that she thought she was happy living, right? But she said to me, it was fascinating. She goes, everything burned down. Like my whole life burned in that apartment. I thought I was having the worst chapter of my life, which gave birth to this whole other path. It like pushed me over here. And then that push, right, allowed me to see. So I'm not saying that we should wish for those things because that's not our job. Our job is not to wish for these things. That's not our job. But what we are understanding is that there's a way in which we are constantly really able to see that there's this incredible way that things move and the way they move, sometimes we have to get really uncomfortable to finally stand for things that really matter. And if you really look at that process from being like a soul kind of curriculum, it gives it different meaning, right? It sort of changes the meaning of it. But I love that you are in this moment of this bold, vivid claiming of really honoring, this is what my intuition says, this is it, and I'm not going to hold myself apart from it, right? And I guess I wonder what comes up for you that keeps you from just allowing yourself to trust that? Like, what's the fear of trusting that which you know? For me, it's my head, for sure, logic, and past experiences, because I know I'm not special in this. As an entrepreneur, I have been disappointed so many times, and I've watched other people rise to the top that I feel are less deserving, you know, in my head. I'm like, why are they, you know, whatever. Comparison is lame, and I know that. But I think that getting so close, so, so close, and then having it all fall apart so many times, I am, there's a part of me that's like, well, that's just what's going to happen again. And logically, you don't have the resources at this point. You're so far away from it now. You've paused it for so long. How can you get back there? didn't work before. Why would it work now? You know, who's going to help you? You can't do it alone. Like these kinds of things make it really hard for me to just be like, oh, okay, it's just going to happen. And it's, you know, because my mind wants to be like, well, how? How can I be active in that? What can I do in this process? Certainly not just like going to a job that feels totally irrelevant to who I am every day is going to help that. I need to make a change. I need to do something. But there's really nothing coming through intuitively that I can actually do about it. So today on my podcast, uh, we published this episode we just did with Allie Webb, who created Drybar. I and listened to it. <laughs> isn't that an amazing moment? It was great. For you to hear that, especially now, there was so much mm-hmm. that's ringing like true for me, just like some crossover. Um, but she wrote this book, for those of you who don't know, and it just came out, and it's called The Messy Truth, How I Sold My Business for Millions, but Almost Lost Myself. And and she talks about 
what has gone on over the last few years. And she very candidly talks about this crescendo in her business and simultaneously very serious things happening at home, including her son and his mental health and his fight for his life. And what wound up coming out as the gift from changing course of what was the priority for her to listening, to being forced to stop and listen. And now as a family, how her son's journey opened them all up to integrity with themselves and honesty with themselves. And now, thank God, he's on the other side of that. He's going to college and he created this avalanche of honesty because she and her husband had gotten divorced and he was having his own experience with that. And eventually it became so crucial that they all had to listen and realize that everything they thought they were building, they were actually destroying all these things that mattered most called integrity, called Mm. peace, called family connection, called everything that they came for. So that is beautiful. What's also important though, is that we don't simplify things to mean that, well, if you become successful, then you wind up losing what really matters. It's like, well, no, that's also not true. There are so many things that she gained from becoming a very successful entrepreneur. She gained so much of her own strength and she learned leadership and how she built the dry bar is also such a beautiful gift of an experience that she just started playing with let me do your hair, let me come over, let me do your hair. And then it was this thought, this thought, huh, what if I could just open one shop and all we did was blow dries? Would that be something? And then without forcing, what will I do to get this from one store to a hundred stores? It was like, what would be fun today? Oh, maybe we'll use this branding and that branding will sort of elicit for women a better experience. And how can I have a better experience? How can I have more fun with it today? And that question of finding her her sense of joy in the moment is what allowed her to manifest that gorgeous, gorgeous thing. And eventually life grabbed her by the shoulders and turned her attention to something completely different. Life said to her, you've now built enough money to last you forever. And this other thing on the other part of the stove needs your attention. It's critical. So stop. Right. And so she moved over here. And then because she is radically always striving to to really find wholeness within herself she found the gems and she and her family together got more connected and closer through being willing to have the honest journey with what was what was becoming present and then that gave her so much right and now that story will give so many people listening to that story so much so i say that all because I think we get really insistent. This is where we get really sad. We start to insist, like, what do I need to do? And how do I need to make this happen? As if the goal every day is for us to figure things out and for us to achieve something because our, our happiness is in the business. Our happiness is in this. It's always the opposite. It's always that when we remind ourselves that in this moment, What we're looking for is what every soul has ever looked for since the beginning of time is a feeling of equanimity, the feeling of peace. It's a feeling of expanded awareness. When we remember that, we find it like that. And then we don't need to feel so urgent. 
that our happiness is over there and why can't we figure it out? And that is where we get locked out of the answer. Because the answer to the question, if that really is aligned for you, first of all, it remains to be seen for all of us, right? The dreams that are meant to be chased are the dreams that chase us back. There's a bigger destiny than often what we can see. I mean, how many times since the age of five have we changed our minds about what we think we want? So there's a bigger destiny that we start getting this pattern of, oh, this is where we're needed. This is where we, con- this is our contribution. It's over here. So instead of insisting on anything being so urgent because it, it, it contains our well-being, we have to remember what we need in every moment. What we are looking for in every moment is this feeling of equanimity, this relationship to the moment where there's an expanded sense of awareness, where we feel this feeling of this power in being with with this moment and being with this part of ourself that is always expanded and aware. And then what starts to happen is we shut off the fight or flight response long enough, there's a download. And it's very subtle, but it's very obvious and it's very simple. And there's a way in which our being, not what do we need to do, but who do we need to be, that that being then starts to generate experiences and moments. And we wind up enjoying that ride because we are present in the ride as opposed to constantly feeling like we should be somewhere other than where we are and we're failing because we're not there. That is a lose-lose, right? So in the moment, once we actually remember to find our way back to what feels like equanimity here. It's like, oh, I just got the best book idea. I mean, that's what Allie said to me. She's like, they wanted me to write a book. And by doing my meditation practice, I was like, oh, this is the book to write about how messy it is. Boom, that's the book. Oh, this is the career. These blow dries that I'm doing right now, this is it. Don't overcomplicate it. Just do that. The answers are always under our feet, but we keep tripping over them because we're not where our feet are to hear them. We're, we're 15 steps forward. We're not present. So we have to really wake up, open the lens, widen the aperture, open the focus by getting out of this mind that's gripping so tightly because the nervous system is saying, I can't relax. All of my well-being is in needing this thing to change. That is where no well-being can get in and we can't get the answer. So if we just, as, as frustrating as it is for the mind that is insisting that it's over there, it's actually such a gift to find out all I really need and want is always available because what I really need and want is a lightness in my own being. That's really what you want. So here you are, you get it. Your intuition brings you back to this meditation practice. And then you know that you're a manifester and that's so exciting. So how do you manifest? By connecting with this vibration. It becomes the greatest tool and it just starts to do it. It becomes a magnet. And that's the fallacy is that the brain wants you to think you have to do. You have to take a lot of action when really it's about being a receiver. And it just starts to be. It starts to be, it starts to come. It's so uncanny how it happens. But I don't have 
the experience of interviewing people and having friends now in my life who are constantly trying hard to figure out what they need to do. It's more, so much more about the depth of who they are. There's a being, there's a rootedness. And next thing they know, it's like just this very easy, constant opportunity flow of, you should come here, come speak over here, come meet this person. It just gets brought in all the time because all of a sudden you're receptive to it. So that's the mind's lie is what do you need to do? How are you going to figure it out? You're so far away. It's already here. It's already done. How do we take all of that off, set it all down, and then become it? Become this vibration. All of those people, at some point, they claimed, they claimed it. And by claiming it, the world started to just create that path. And then it showed them. That's Mm. the great surrender experiment. It's going to show you what you need to be and where you need to go. And we don't have to try to control all of that. And I know that that's really difficult, but that's where all of the joy is. That's where all of the joy is. And then we get to have a mystical, fun experience. It becomes an adventure like, where am I going to go today? Where will I be led? How can I be useful? What will feel so good? What can I experience? What can I look at? What can I taste? What can I enjoy? Wow. And then you just keep reading it. And it's just coming right to you all the time. Well, I hope that reminded you of something you needed to hear. And I want to give a huge thank you to Cindy, Lassa, and Danielle for raising their hands and speaking from their heart. We'll have the links so that you could support them in the show notes. But here are the takeaways. Number one, each one of us becomes like a Wi-Fi router for that feeling of equanimity, that wholeness, that resonance. That's where all the power and energy is. We are so powerful that we can create it. And that starts to create a seismic cosmic shift. Number two, when you find that alignment to yourself, things start to work out for you because everything in nature, everything is pure, everything is aligned and all that alignment is already always there for you. Number three, your job every day is to find your way back to the divine, to God, to your connection with your essence, the part of you that has this wisdom, this equanimity and this real peace and clarity. Number four, no one can take you away from yourself. Number five, we come to this world for a soul curriculum and we volunteered for it. The soul sees it and signs up for the mission. And when we go through things that we don't understand, it's all part of this curriculum and this process. Number six, the dreams that are meant to be chased are the dreams that chase you back. There's a bigger destiny than what we can see. And number seven, the mind's lie is, what do you need to do? How are you going to figure it out? You're so far away, but really it's actually already here. It's already done. And number eight, when you claim it, the world starts to create that path. That's the great surrender experiment. It's going to show you what you need to be. That's where all the joy is. And then we get to have a mystical, really fun experience. Thank you for being here, especially during such a busy holiday season. I hope that you know how grateful I am for just you, just the fact that you show up. We have some amazing episodes coming up, so please make sure that you follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. And if you'd love to show gratitude for me for this show, it really means so much when you go ahead and you leave us a review. So just to say thank you, um, we're going to do a giveaway. So for six of you who leave a review, you will get a $100 Amazon gift card. All you have to do is, uh, you'll see it in my Instagram, but go ahead and like the post on Instagram and then leave a review for the podcast and then just share any of my posts in your Instagram stories and let people know that this podcast and that my Instagram feed, whatever it may be, might be a place for people to get this inspiration. 
and we will choose winners and post them before the end of the weekend. And last thing to remind you of is we have this Black Friday deal. It's only $8 to grab this Manifesting Miracles bundle. And you can go to kathyhow.com slash miracle to grab that. And then if you do, you're also going to get this opportunity to join our membership for 25% off. Plus we waive the initiation fee and that's good all weekend. So go to kathyhow.com slash miracle. I love you and I'll leave you with a song. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to wear my favorite color. I'm going to say what I need to say. I'm going to eat dessert for breakfast. I'm going to know I'll be okay. Because life's too short to be somebody other than who you are. As long as I'm on this crazy journey, I'm going to take me far. Because life is a joy. Life is a joy, right? Top down wind in my hair. I'm on a high, I'm on a highway. Turn the music up, we're halfway there. I'm gonna leave my fear behind me. I'm gonna dance in the pouring rain. I'm gonna trust my Joyride, top 